This morning's psalm comes to us from Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The day was, the day was cold, very cold, as it always was in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's always cold in the winter. How many of you folks are from up north? You know cold then. My office was just off the sanctuary, and was, the sanctuary was in the round. It was about twice the size of this. If I did a figure eight around all the pews and the aisles, I could get 200 steps in. I just happened to be alone that day, so I walked and I prayed. I walked and I prayed, I did my figure eight, and, and truth be told, I 
even had music going through the church's sound system and sang. I felt that I was at a crossroad in my ministry. It, it, was, it was time to move on, but to where? Back to Philadelphia or, or somewhere else? I, I prayed and I walked. I prayed my most earnest prayer. I was talking out loud, really, Lord, Lord, you have called and I have listened, but where do you need me? I walked and I prayed some more. I got nothing. I got nothing, not even a whisper. Not even a whisper. So I dejectedly walked back to my office and I sat down. My secretary had, had just died a month prior, so I was all alone in this huge building. And I answered the phone, my cell phone answered. My cell phone rang, rang but, but, but the area code on the cell phone was Boyne City, Michigan. Talk about cold. I answered thinking it was perhaps one of my family members. Is this Reverend Goodrich? Yes. We, we've been watching you online, and we would like to know if you're interested in interviewing for a new head of staff position at our church here in Boyne City, Michigan. I said, well, uh, of course, we can talk. And we made arrangements for that afternoon. I hung up. I hung up. And no sooner had I hung up, another call came in on the phone, for this time from West Palm Beach, Florida. Reverend Goodrich, we've received your PIF, and we've been watching online. Shh. Yeah, we can talk on Friday evening. That would be the date. I hung the phone up. The phone rang again inst instantly, rang again. This time it was from North Carolina in Huntersville. Same conversation. I hung up the phone, and again, and again, this time Fort Myers was calling. Same conversation. I hung up. The phone rang again. And this time it was some city called Lake City, Florida. Some guy named Baggett was on the other end. Something about my PIF. Only this time, this time, I had already gotten on my computer and was in the middle of going into the Presbyterian call system to find out what was going on. You see, I had not activated my PIF, and yet it had been sent out to all these churches. I, I called the denomination and asked what the heck was going on. They couldn't answer the question as to why my PIF had been sent out, because it was not active. So I activated it. And I went back into the sanctuary to walk, to walk, to do my figure eights, and asked some more questions, and, 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 and prayed, all right, Lord, you answered my plea. Thank you. Now, help. What do I do? And the answer was, go. The answer was go. Over six years ago, I received that 
answer. And I thank and I praise God every day for that call. In the text today, we, we have Jesus switching up his normal healing process of saying, come and touching. But instead, Jesus says, go. And sending without a touch. In offering the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus instructed all of us to go. In today's text, Jesus issued the command of go, and one leper responded with joy and thanksgiving. I kept, I kept coming back to one of our liturgies, one of our many liturgies for the celebration of the Lord's Supper, the communion, the, and it's called the Great Thanksgiving. It's right after we sing our communion hymn. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Eternal God, holy and mighty, it is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise and to worship you in every place where your glory abides. These words of the great thanksgiving, festive and solemn as they sound, intend to characterize not just some kind of lofty Sunday morning worship service feeling, but every part of Christian living, our mundane, our ordinary, our, our trivial everyday lives. We pray and confess that it is truly right and our greatest joy to give thanks and to praise God. And, and needless to say, we, we all know that it is certainly right to do so. That, that we are called to be grateful to God. A Samaritan of all people, a foreigner, the social and religious outcast, one who would not be counted under the elect but judged a heretic, by most people of his time, epitomizes this kind of gratefulness, a godly life, and an attitude. He demonstrates a faith that lays hold on God that cannot and will not remain silent in response to what God has done in his life, that publicly, spontaneously, and joyfully directs its thanksgiving to God. You see, being, being grateful is, is not a precondition for being healed by Jesus. All the lepers find themselves cleaned as, as they show themselves to the priests. However, it's the Samaritan, the hated Samaritan, that turns around and comes back. Turning around as a description of a believer's reaction to Jesus' work is certainly no accidental action, but filled with deep theological meaning. It describes a movement of the whole person, initiated by God's graceful work, a redirection of orientation towards God. Jesus' words, your faith has made you well. Refer, refers, therefore, not to just the medical healing the Samaritan has experienced, but, but to the holistic healing 
of this human being. Healing and salvation cannot be disassociated here from another. Luke wants us to see that the healing of the Samaritan is not only a medical cure for, from a severe disease and a restoration of his social status, but, but also a redirection, a redirection of his faith, of his life. And with, with his prostration at Jesus' feet and his giving thanks, the Samaritan demonstrates a faith that is complete because it includes thanks, thankfulness. Now, interestingly, at least to me, interestingly, the Greek term used in verse 16 for the Samaritan's thanksgiving is actually called Eucharisto. And we get the word Eucharist, or communion prayer, or communion from it. Hence why the communion prayer kept coming to mind. The Samaritan is not just grateful, not just grateful, but it's because his duty to be so, but, but because of his faith and experience with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, his master, had mercy on him. His gratitude is therefore the result of a new healing and a saving relationship with Christ. Our human response of thanksgiving is not only the appropriate, but, but also the most joyful thing, the most joyful thing that you and I can do. At least if we take seriously the Eucharistic prayer that I quoted at the beginning. You see, the great thanksgiving calls us to lead Eucharistic lives. Luke account, Luke's account of the healing of the ten lepers grants us a glimpse of what gratitude can look like. And we will have to find out for ourselves what makes our faith a Eucharistic one and how it's acted out. Doing so may help us confess with a brief statement of faith in gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to live holy and joyful lives. Today's story, today's story reaches all of us, I believe. The healed and the still sick, the delivered and the still bound, the successful and those that are out of work. If, if prayers of thanks are part of the soul's healing and deliverance and flourishing, the physical circumstances of the one praying become less important. It's the thanking that, that saves the grateful leper. And such thankfulness is available to each and every one of us in every circumstance. One could give thanks for his pleasant experience while another thanks God for bolstering her during a hardship. We may even imagine the lepers who were not cleansed. Yes, there were more than ten lepers on the road. Thanking God for being present to them in their infirmity. To practice gratitude intentionally changes an individual's life, to be sure. It also changes the character 
of a congregation. When Christians, when we practice gratitude, we come to worship not, not just to get something out of it. Did you hear what I said? We, we worship something out of it. We don't want to get something out of it, but give thanks and praise to God. Stewardship is transformed from fundraising to a glad gratitude of joyful giving. The mission of the church changes from an ethical duty to the work of grateful hands and grateful hearts. Prayer includes not only our intercessions and supplications, but also our thanksgivings at this table. There are those who believe that worship, this practice of gratitude, is almost primal, an essential part of, of being human. You see, worship is certainly at the heart of Christian life, and the story of the one who returns to give thanks points us to that truth. God promises to be at work in the world, in the church, in our lives, so that we cannot help but give thanks. The, the basic Christian response to God is gratitude. Gratitude for the gift of life. Gratitude for the world. Gratitude for the dear people that God has given to enrich our lives and, and grace our lives. The basic Christian experience is gratitude to God for God's love in Jesus Christ, an accompanying gift of hopeful confidence and wholeness and wellness that comes with it, regardless, regardless of the worldly circumstances in which we find ourselves. I've used this illustration once before, but I find it just, just right. Writer Anne Lamott says her two favorite prayers are in the morning. Help me, help me, help me. And at bedtime, thank you, thank you, thank you. For me, it is that, and the weekly ritual of standing and singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry, and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and, of course, on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.